Welcome back to Hanksy Panksy. I'm I'm back. It's Sam Siegel, and I'm back. But yeah. are you back back? No, not at all. There you go. Uh, because with me here is McKenna Siegel. Yes, and uh, so we're we're here for um, actually something a little different. I'm still on uh, parental leave, um, and uh, to preface this, um, you may hear some some grunting, some light fussing, and that's because. Um, just behind us here is our baby son. Uh, so if you hear any of that, also farting. If you hear any farting, that is also our son. That's not us. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that is our son. He is an exceedingly gassy boy. Um, so w- we decided that we wanted to, uh, do like an episode to talk about the, the birth of our sweet little boy. Cause we're bored. We are bored. Yeah. Uh yeah. we've run out of thing we've we've run out of things to do. Um and I, so f- for me it's kind of twofold. Um because I like you know, I I I want the story out there. Mm-hmm. But I also kind of want this to serve as like sort of a an audio diary for for our boy when he's older. Yeah. Um, because I meant to keep an actual written diary in the days leading up to his birth, uh, that he could refer back to when he was older, and perhaps if he ever decides to have children, uh, of his own. I didn't do that, is what happened. So, he gets this instead, a podcast episode, um, but I, I... Don't worry, folks. I will make him listen to all the uh, other episodes up to this one. <laughs> so, uh, McKenna. Yeah. Uh, you wanted to start before his birth. Yeah, I mean, like, people always ask, like, you know, what was the birth like? What was your pregnancy like? So, mm-hmm. I mean, why not? Okay. Start from the beginning. Let's start from the beginning. How far back should we go? Not, not that far back. How far back do you think I'm talking about... I'm going to say not nine months back. 2022 back? Uh, not or, not to his conception well, no. is what I'm saying. I mean, there's also before that. Yeah. So I guess I guess we can briefly talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. It, do you want to lead off with that? Sure. So I don't know. Let's see. <sighs> the dates get a little fuzzy. Yeah. We're very tired, folks. Um, So, I would say back in 2022, we got pregnant in... Well, I got pregnant. You didn't do shit. Well, I did one thing. Yeah, well. I got pregnant back in the summer. Mm Mm-hmm. And we found out, and we were really excited, because we've been trying for two years. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I have PCOS, so that's polycystic ovary, ovary syndrome, and it's really hard to get pregnant. Um, mm-hmm. So it was a very long period of uh, trial and error, and I ended up just, you know, relying on science. So mm-hmm. if you're kind of struggling with, you know, trying to get pregnant and fertility and you have PCOS, I got a temp drop. Just, you know, it's not exactly like, I'm going to say like foolproof, but it's mm-hmm. where you track your ovulation based off of your temperature, and that really helped me a lot. Um, and then my OB put me on metformin, um, and that helped a, a bit. It, 
um, made my periods more regular. Mm. So it was a little easier to track my um, ovulation. So Yeah, and, and I've chronicled on, on uh, this podcast before my um, trials and tribulations in, in getting uh, fertility testing for me. But that was with this little dude that we currently have. That was with this little guy. Yeah. Um, but so bef- uh, up to that point, I had not attempted to, to test my fertility. Um, so yeah, uh, you got pregnant summer 22. Uh-huh. Um, and then, so we found out and then shortly after we went on vacation mm-hmm. and told my parents, told your parents we were really excited. Cause like, you know, it's all hush hush and we're just like, oh, this is going to be really exciting. Let's buy this. You know, it's the first thing that we're going to buy for the baby and, and everything. And then when we got back from our vacation, we had our first appointment and found out that things weren't working out. So the pregnancy mm-hmm. wasn't viable. And so that was a huge blow, I think, to both of us. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's two years of trying, and that's just really difficult. Yeah. Um, and it was a really bad way to start the holiday season. Mm-hmm. And the care that you had received was also pretty shitty. Yeah. Um, pretty, pretty fucking terrible. Yeah, the doctors and nurses wouldn't listen to me. Um, we never saw the same person. Never saw the same person. I called with questions and nobody called me back. And it was just a lot of, like, up in the air and limbo. Yeah, uh, what, what sticks out to me is that, um, at that first appointment, there was no heartbeat. Right. And the... The doctor was like, might just be too early, might be not viable. Right. We'll do a, a couple blood tests, see what's happening, and I'll let you know. And kind of did the blood tests, got the results through the, the uh, like, medical chart app. Mm-hmm. No one, No one contacted her. No. So we had to call, like, the emergency nursing line. Yeah. And be like, hey... What's next? We we got these test results. We don't know what they mean. What's going on? And at that point, that nurse had to, like... Over the phone. Had to tell us over the phone, like, oh, I'm really sorry. This pregnancy is not viable. Yeah. And so you'll have to make another appointment. And they weren't very helpful. And you kind of didn't really receive, like, any care? No. Really? So... I guess it wasn't, it was like early fall, so we... It was like October. Yeah, it was October. And so my body did not miscarry anything. Like, it was just stuck. Mm-hmm. My body couldn't, didn't register that um, things weren't working out. And so the OB that I had, or like the care that I received, they just let me go. Like, I had an appointment, and a follow-up appointment, <laughs> and they... um wanted to run more tests and that didn't work out and they did another pelvic ultrasound and things were just like they were just rooting around in there and it was very painful um because they didn't have an ultrasound tech doing it no they it had, was just like a resident they had a resident come in and like he didn't he had no idea like my history or anything he was like what's going on so i had to tell them tell him what was going on again mm-hmm. so i had to relive like you know what i'm currently going through mm-hmm. He also wasn't an OB resident. No. He was a, he, uh, like it was a maternal health. Yes. Resident. I think so. Which is 
diff I don't I don't fully know how they're different. I just know they are different. I'm not sure either. I have no idea. Um, um so we switched OBs. Yeah. And Yeah, like they didn't like they didn't tell me like hey, we're going to give you medicine to start the process. Mm-hmm. We're not going to do a DNC. Like they they told me nothing. They're just like, "Okay, we'll see you later." And that was that. Yeah. And so we switched OBs because the care was so poor. Mm-hmm. And I think at that point, because like, I had a blood test done at our new OB, who was wonderful. Yes. That I'm pretty sure I was almost to the point of having an infection. Yeah. 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 Um, so he scheduled me for a DNC. And literally like three days before, um, I finally miscarried naturally. Yeah. So. Uh, which was hard. It was very hard. Um, very painful. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, and so, so we took some time, um, you know, it, it took us, uh, what, like a couple, couple of three months to like really feel okay Mm -hmm. again. Um, I, I made the mistake of not taking any time off of work. I really should have, uh, cause I, I was not all right and I was still working and I was just, it was a poor choice. If, yeah. if, if you ever go through something like that, take some time off of work. Yeah, take the time. Um, e- even if you're not the the person who got pregnant, like, take take some fucking time. It, that was a f- big fuck up on my part. Yeah. Um, so, so we started trying again mm-hmm. um, af- after we were feeling a bit better about it. And then uh i went through the whole rigmarole of getting uh fertility testing for me mm-hmm. which uh was an incredible pain in the ass uh and weirdly convoluted to get someone to just look at my sample <laughs> um and uh all that to find out that it was fine uh g- good swimmers i guess yeah. not shooting blanks nope so that was cool uh, and then you found out that you were pregnant again in... April? April. When was yeah. Passover? April? I, th- I think so. Yeah, so miscarried November, found out I was pregnant in April of 2023. hmm And what was funnier and interesting is that, you know, the first time we were at your mom's um, event at the college where she created the park. Yes. And I was sweating nonstop, like just sweat, pure sweat. I was hot, and I just could not cool off. And mm-hmm. I was just angry the whole time. Because <laughs> I, one thing about me is I hate being hot. Yes. I hate it. Mm-hmm. And so this time, um, you know, we were cooking for Passover, and I was just sweating. It was just the most horrible hot flashes ever. And for some reason, I thought nothing of it. I was just mm-hmm. like, I'm standing in <laughs> I'm making matzo ball soup in front of a stove, so of course I'm hot. I There's cook. a huge stock pot of matzo ball I'm soup. I'm cooking for 15 people. I'm hot. And so thought nothing of it and then had some wine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> had some had some manischewitz. Yes, I had two glass, two whole glasses of manischewitz. Because, you know, if you're trying to conceive, don't deny yourself things that you want. Mm-hmm. You know, if, you know you don't know what's going to happen. So. To be clear, we are not giving medical advice. Absolutely not. Yeah. But it's just like, you know, hey, you know, if you want a glass of wine, have a glass of wine. It's not going to kill you. Um, so, but, you know, at that point, I had no idea that things were happening in my body. Um, and so two days later, um, I had an insane migraine. Remember that? 
yes. out of nowhere. Yeah. Like just in the middle of the night, shooting pain in my head, and I threw up. Yes. And so the next morning, I took a test, and it was positive. So yes, yeah. and I I went to um like a like a work event and had like kind I just kind of left in sort of like bad. I don't know. I had just gotten like bad vibes from the event, I guess. Um, and was like kind of having a rough day. And you came up here because I was up in the office yeah. and showed me the positive pregnancy test. Yeah. But it was in a terrible mood. Yeah. Um, and because I am, I am built the way that I am. You have no party face. I have no, well, it, it was, <laughs> I, I have no party face, but also like s- some of the miscarriage stuff was still pretty raw. Yeah. And so I was just scared. Yeah. I was just really, really scared. Yeah. Um, because I, I didn't want to go through all of that again. And I, I didn't feel like I could. Um, and so I had a hard time letting myself be excited. Yeah. Because I didn't want to get excited and then get crushed again. Mm-hmm. Um, which is not healthy. Uh, it's... And, you know, I I worked on a lot of that in therapy. Mm-hmm. Of just like, you know, I can still enjoy it. Yeah. And, like, there's still things that we enjoy about, like, the first pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, that just because it didn't work out doesn't mean that that, like, enjoyment wasn't there. Right. So um, it, it did take me longer than I would like to admit to, like, let myself enjoy and, and feel, like, comfortable um, feeling happy. Yeah. Because I just, I was just so, and, and it's not that I didn't want to have a kid. It, I just was so worried about dealing with that, like, loss again. Grief again. Yeah. yeah. That I just wouldn't let myself get my hopes up only to have them, like, get crushed again. Yeah. I think I did fine. It was like, I mean, those first few weeks was like, with any pregnancy, like, you know, the first trimester is just sort of mm-hmm. anything can happen, you know. But the first few weeks before our first doctor's appointment, like, you know, I was cautiously excited. Yeah. You know. Um, and then we had that first ultrasound, and I was bracing myself for more bad news. I mean, like, I I had, like, a contingency plan yeah in place like i mean if, we kind of did we were just like if nothing if this doesn't work out we're treating ourselves to a european vacation we yeah. were gonna go to greece that's right yeah. yeah we were like we're just gonna go on a, like a nice vacation yeah. and drown our sorrows in sweets yes and greek food um and uh they you know did the ultrasound on you mm-hmm. and it took a minute yeah. We didn't hear anything for a second. Yeah. And I was fucking panicked. Yeah. And then we heard the heartbeat. And I've never been more relieved in my <laughs> life. Just, like, I finally got to relax. Yeah. After, I don't, I don't really know how many weeks. Uh, I was eight to ten weeks. Yeah. So I just, it was just, oh, just it felt so good. Mm-hmm. And I, like, finally let myself be excited. Yeah, it was a huge relief. Um, but, but how would, how would you characterize the, the rest of the pregnancy? Um, I think I was more of a pregnancy unicorn. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really have any major mood swings, Mm-mm. no crazy cravings, which I don't know if anyone really has any like super crazy cravings. I've 
haven't heard of it. My understanding is no. Okay. So I don't know. That it's... It's just like I didn't want pickles and peanut butter or anything like that. So, um, but yeah, no morning sickness. Um, You would get nauseous. Just nauseous, but like I never threw up. No. At all. Um, you know, didn't really have any constipation. You know, things were, things were normal. Mm -hmm. So I was just... I think the only thing that was hard for me was definitely the pain, like the pelvic pain and the... Pelvic pain, and you had a lot of fatigue. I was very, yes, I was very tired. Yeah, I, uh, Sam caught me sleeping on the couch, just sitting up. Yeah, uh, just, like more than once. Yeah. Um, I mean, for a lot of that first trimester, you would just like, you'd wake up and like eat breakfast and, you know, kind of do like one or two things and then you just like go to sleep until like three in the afternoon yeah it was <laughs> it was weird man it was kind of a weird time because i was just like i i am a i'm just a go until i'm dead type of person and i was just like i i guess everything's okay <laughs> i guess this is fine yeah no i'm yeah i'm not really a huge napper no so just having that it's different for me, especially. And especially just, like, asking for help. Yeah. I'm fiercely independent mm-hmm. to the point where, like, you know, I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to do it myself. I will do everything myself and not ask for help. So having to do that was, I'd say, kind of hard for me. Yeah. Still is. Mm-hmm. Um, You're better at it. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I'm, it seemed like the hardest thing was the, the pelvic pain. Yes. For you. Because, yeah. like... We had a, a baby moon scheduled that mm-hmm. we had to cancel because you just, you couldn't really get around even, much. I couldn't even put on my own shoes. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was rough. Yeah. It was, it was pretty rough. So it's gone now, which yeah. is nice, you know, just instant fix. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would say easy pregnancy. I got lucky mm-hmm. with that. Um, no crazy cravings. I... Let's see, what were some of my cravings? Cantaloupe. That was a huge Boy, one. you and fresh fruit. Yeah, it was me and fruit. And then you went through a weird period where you were, like, horny for tomatoes. Yes, and that's not exactly normal for me. Yeah, you typically do not like just, like, a slice of tomato. No. Just on its own. No. And there was a bit where you were just like, I just want fucking tomatoes, man. Yeah. Yeah, because we went out to dinner with some friends, and you had a burger, but you didn't eat the tomato. And so I just took it, put salt and pepper on it, and just ate it. Yes. And that is just completely... <laughs> it, was, it was fucking wild. <laughs> like, just having known you for, uh, what, like 15 years? Yeah. Uh, n- not that. once have I seen you just chow down on a fucking tomato like no. that. Like an 80-year-old man. <laughs> um, what else? I... Um, Pho. I was super into pho. Mm-hmm. That was a huge craving for like, I'd say twelve weeks strong. I'd mm-hmm. have it once, once to twice a week. Uh, in the summer, <laughs> which is madness. Yeah, it's like a hundred and ten degrees outside, and I'm slurping soup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you, you went through wings. You, you went through a phase hot. where you just like needed yeah. hot wings. Hot wings, chicken salad sandwiches. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of those. Yeah. Um. For a while, there was apple juice. I don't um, remember the apple juice. Yeah, it was just specific brand of apple juice. It was like the Simply apple juice. Ah. Um, what else? I didn't 
I didn't really have a huge sweet tooth. I did. Sam did. That was the wild part. It's like, I could not get enough sugar. Yeah. Um, there was not enough dessert in this world for me to, to be satisfied. Yeah. I would say towards the end of my pregnancy, I think the biggest sweet tooth I had was for hot chocolate. Mm, yeah. I had that every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... But yeah, I mean, it, it, it seemed like, aside from the pelvic pain, it seemed like a, a pretty easy uh, pregnancy for you. Mm-hmm, this time around, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we had a couple baby showers. Yes, that, we did. That were a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, like, painted the nursery. We got that ready. Mm-hmm. It took a bit of doing. Yeah, a lot longer than... Than we thought. Because I, I usually do all the painting in the house. Mm-hmm. Um... Just because you're better at it. Yeah. Um, but you you just did not have the... I didn't have the beans to do it. Yeah. So so I I painted most of it. Yeah. I painted some. I painted yeah. like... I did cut-ins and um, I think touch-ups. Yeah. And then... Like I built the crib. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke and Jackie actually helped uh, put, put together the dresser. Mm-hmm. Uh, very much appreciate that help because it was Ikea. And this was my first foray into Ikea furniture. So I uh, really needed that help. I'm just bad at building things in general. <laughs> so I don't think you would have let me touch it. Yeah, yeah, you, you watched me struggle put together a lamp. No comment. Yeah, okay. Um. <laughs> so let's see. The really the biggest concern that the OB had was your blood pressure. Yeah, I have I had high blood pressure before the pregnancy. Yeah, and I am terrified of the doctor. I don't like going to the doctor. Yeah, so a lot of her early blood pressure readings were like she's going to pop. Yeah, your head's going to explode. Yeah, um, just out of anxiety. Yes, um, and so. But it was pretty under control for most of it. Yeah, it's just, I think once I started going more often and getting to know the doctor, Mm -hmm. and then I had, like, it was just sort of like a routine. Hey, you check in, you get your parking ticket validated, Mm -hmm. and then you wait, they take you back, you go pee in a cup, you write your name on the the cup, and then you wait for the doctor. Like, that. that's it. There's no, like, hey, we're going to do a pelvic exam today, because it's just... Right. Stuff like that, you know, I'm like, okay, I know the routine, I can settle down, that is fine. Yeah. So, um, so it was, it was pretty under control, and then we had, uh, pretty, pretty late in the pregnancy, um, it kind of started to tick up. Uh, yeah, because I had protein in my urine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so the OB, uh, wanted to get you scheduled for an induction, Mm -hmm. just to... To really make sure that, like, you didn't run into any problems with, like, blood flow to uh, to the baby. And preeclampsia. Yeah. So, um, and it was, what, like, two weeks early? Yes. Yeah. So. Um, two and a half. Yeah, two and a half weeks early. Yeah. So, um, what, what were the, like days leading up to induction like for you um i would say stressful 
mm-hmm. and anxiety filled. Mm-hmm. Um, not because I was worried about giving birth, but because I didn't feel ready around the house. Mm-hmm. Mostly like the house was a mess. House is still a mess, but the house was a mess. The mm-hmm. nursery wasn't finished. Um, you know, just wasn't prepared at home quite yet. Like there was still stuff that we needed. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like, hey, you're going to give birth. I was like, okay, let's do it. I'm ready. Let's go. Yeah. I remember there was a day where you were like, I'm ready for him to be out of me. Yeah. Because um, like a few days before that, you were like, I don't know. I, I could keep going. And yeah. then a couple of days later, you said, I want him out. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> let's go. So so you were you were pretty tired of being pregnant. From, yeah. from what I got. Yeah, basically I was fine until I wasn't. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what what the thing was. Oh, I don't either. I have, I have no idea. I think it was probably just the pain. I was tired of being in pain. Yeah. Um, and not being able to like, uh, sleep on your stomach. That was a big thing. Being able to sleep and to get, <laughs> to get up. and mm-hmm. Yeah, just trying to roll out of bed was just the worst but i think it was because our our bed is too soft yeah and so like there's no give i can't like you know rely on the springs to roll me over right but i will say i do miss i do miss my bump yeah yeah which was funny because like the entire pregnancy i was like oh my bump's not that big Mm -hmm. (laughs) i was like it's small you can hardly tell yeah (laughs) no (laughs) i i remember like when you saw like a photo of you from uh, one of our uh, uh, showers. Yeah. That you were like, oh my God. Yeah, oh my God, I'm huge. And I was like, yeah, you're pregnant. <laughs> Couldn't tell. I was like, looking down, I'm just like, oh, that's a really small bump. Nope. You're like seven and a half months pregnant. And you're like, wow, I look pregnant. And it's like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> of course you do. Yeah, and it's just like, I'm short. And I have like, you know, a short torso and everything. So it was basically like... People, like normal, tall, average-sized people, it looks like they're pregnant with, like, a, a beach ball. I was pregnant with a yoga ball. <laughs> <laughs> that That's what that was. So, but, no, I do miss it. Cause yeah. Getting out of bed and stuff, like, it just looked like, you know, I had, like, a huge turkey in my stomach, which I thought uh-huh. was hilarious, especially looking down at my legs uh-huh. along with it. But, yeah. And just rubbing on it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a comfort thing. And now here he is and there's nothing there but flesh. Yeah. But how did you feel leading up to our induction? Um, I famously don't handle change well. Um, so. What? Yeah. You? I, this may this may come <laughs> as a shock to you, uh, the person I am married to and, and now have a child with. I don't like change. What? And I don't handle it well. I've never noticed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I was all over the fucking map, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Um, some days I was fine. Other days I was like panicked. Mm-hmm. Um, other days I was just like kind of sad. Yeah. Now, again, not because I didn't want him. I was excited about him. But just, like, there is this notion of, like, grieving the life that you had have, have had before. Plus, well, for the past, I don't know, like, 15 to 17 years, it's just been the two of us. Yeah. 
Um, Not necessarily, but you know. And you know, like we've, like we've built like a really nice, comfortable life together, mm-hmm. and we have our routines, and you know, it, everything works really well. A well-oiled machine. Yeah, I would say. And so there's just a, a lot of fear on my part of like. How is all of that going to change um, in, in ways that, like, I don't know how to predict? Because you can't. No. Um, so, like, that was hard. And then, you know, I not knowing. Like, I, you know, I, I don't have really any experience with, like, babies, whereas you do. Yeah, I have lots of experience. And so, like, that was also scary. Because, like, I don't know what I'm doing. You've never changed a diaper. Never changed a diaper. Uh, like, never really held a baby. A newborn, as um, I guess. And so... Babies before. It was It was just uh, scary and stressful, and it was a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but still exciting. Yeah. Like, so, so there would be moments where I'm, I... And, like, throughout, I just constantly was like, I'm just ready for him to be here. Yeah. Um... Because a lot of a lot of it was just like the anticipation was miserable, I would say. Yeah, you you definitely get tired of waiting. Yes. <laughs> um, and like being around other people did help. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the day before we were supposed to go in to be induced. Uh, my parents came by, helped us finish up the nursery. Mm-hmm. Um, we ate dinner with them or er, lunch. lunch with them. Yeah. Um, and it was just nice. Like, it was it was uh, a nice way to, like, kind of keep me distracted and to, like, get some stuff done. And I don't know. Wasn't that the day of? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Did I say the day before? Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I could, I, it was the day before the night that we were being induced. Correct. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, okay. I'm dumb. Um, people listening to this know that. Um, and then, uh, and then, so we were supposed to go to the hospital at night Mm -hmm. at like eight, Eight. um, for you to get like set up to be induced Mm -hmm. and, um, around what, like seven? Yeah. Six. Around six. They called and they're like, we don't have any rooms available. No rooms available. Uh, call us back at 10. Uh, and we'll we'll see where we're at. <laughs> yeah. It's like ah shit. <laughs> so we just like sat around yeah. and waited, and then we called them, and they were like, "Yep, come on down." Yeah, and we were already packed now to go back and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we packed up what was left, and we drove to the hospital, mm-hmm. checked in, and you know. It's my first hospital stay. I've never been in the hospital before. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of anxious about that because I am in a building filled with doctors whom I do not like. Yes. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. and I don't have the time to get to know them. So it's just, you know. Exactly. Ooh. Yeah. So we, we get into the labor and delivery room, which is huge. It's so big. Um, and there's just a lot of like specialized equipment in there and there are like weird giant powerful lamps in the ceiling pointed directly at the bed yeah um it just like it it was like a nice room it was a nice room but a lot of it was just like kind of disarming yeah i would say yeah the weird thing like the weirdest thing to me was just the tv (laughs) 
the speaker in the hospital bed, like built yes. in. And I was like, that's really annoying. Yeah, that's it was so weird. Because um, um. it it meant like you could kind of watch stuff, but I couldn't really hear anything. Mm. Not that it mattered. No, we didn't really watch TV. No, because you know we we got there. It was probably eleven. Eleven by the time we got like settled. Yeah. Um, and f- for me that night was pretty simple, um, because the, the bed situation in that room was a couch that had a table in the middle of it mm-hmm. as like an armrest, and then just the back of the couch folds down and you just sleep on top of that. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, sleep I did. Yeah. Mostly because you can sleep anywhere. Yes. Uh, Kenna has several photos of me. Asleep on that. Yes. Uh, with with my hand on my phone. Yeah, mid phone use. Mid scroll. Yeah. Uh, just out, gone. Yeah. I on the other hand probably slept about thirty minutes to an hour mm-hmm. that entire night. Yeah. Um, mostly because the hospital bed was super uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you know, I'm strapped to a fetal monitor, so I can't exactly roll and move and get comfortable because if I shift then it shifts the whole monitor and then you know they have to go back in and find the baby and mm-hmm. it's just irritating yeah um so and then you know they come in to check your vitals yeah and then they had to come in and give me medicine to kickstart um labor well it was like to, a sec. uh so, it was to uh get your cervix to dilate yeah yeah. So prep me for, you know, starting Yeah. to the point where I can have Pitocin, essentially. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, do you, do you want to describe how Cytotec is administered? It is one-fourth of a tiny little pill mm-hmm. that they stick up your hoo-ha and they sort of pretend like they're skipping rocks with it. <laughs> yeah, they, they, from what I understood, is they... Uh, Put on gloves. Thank God. Um, Lube up the glove. And then hold this quarter of a pill in between their index and middle finger. Yeah. And then they they stick it up in there. Yeah. And then they flick it it. into your cervix. And um, it does not feel good. (laughs) It seemed uncomfortable. Yeah, especially for me. Like, it just, it did not feel good. Mm-hmm. And so we had to do that three times. Thrice! And that also included, on separate occasions, uh, dilation checks. Yes. Which also very uncomfortable mm-hmm. because of the way that my body is situated and built. So. Yeah. So, um, I. Another important fact about me is um, when Kenna is in discomfort and I can't do anything about it, I don't handle that terribly well. It makes me real antsy. Yeah. Um, so every time you were getting checked, I was just like white knuckled because I was like, I can't do jack fucking shit. Yeah. Um, so they, they gave you one dose of side attack. Yeah. And then they checked and, me uh, three to four hours yeah, later. Yeah, three to four hours later. And I was at... Half a centimeter. Yes. <laughs> so they gave you another dose. Yeah. And then three or four hours later, I was one centimeter. And then they gave you a third dose. Yeah. 
And at some point in there, the OB came in to, like, check on stuff. Yeah. And he was like, okay, so you're still at one centimeter. We'll, Let's do one more dose. And so he, we did that. And then he left to go back to the, the clinic. Yeah. Because um, he had appointments. And so, you know, chilled out for another three to four hours, got checked again. And I was at one centimeter. And it had been 13 hours. Yeah, 13 hours uh, with one centimeter to show for it. Yeah. Um, and so he came back in um, and, and checked you and was like, okay, so you're still at one centimeter. Yeah. So, um, you've, you've already had two doses of Cytotec, and then the nurse goes, three, and he goes, ooh, hmm, that, hmm, okay, so here's what we can do. We can go ahead and start Pitocin, which will, um, kind of start stimulating contractions, and you can basically be in labor for... Like twenty four hours, and uh, you you may just need a, a C section after that, or we can just go ahead and schedule you for a C section right now. Yeah. Um, and so we talked to him for a little bit. We like asked a few questions about like the the likelihood of of you ultimately needing a C section, and what what risks were associated with that versus, you know, just trying to do uh, Pitocin and, and labor from that point. Um, and that's when he said that um, just when when he checked you and just like, I guess, as, as he's worked with you, mm-hmm. um, that he noticed and, and he had the nurse also check you and like kind of keep an eye out for it. That you just have a real, like, kind of shallow trunk. Shallow and extremely narrow trunk. Just like a like a real, like, shallow waist, yeah. basically. And so he was saying just the the way that you're built, it's it would be really difficult to give birth vaginally. Yeah, just in general. Like, yeah. Yeah. And so I think I asked him... You know, so we could do Pitocin and we could try to do labor, but there's a, a like a non-zero chance that she'll just need a, a, a C-section anyway. And he said, so I don't like to say, you know, like there's, it's unlikely or that there's no chance because I've been doing this for a long time. However, it is highly unlikely that you will be able to give birth vaginally. Yeah. Um, just, just because of the way you're built. So, um, we asked if we could have some time to talk about it and figure out what we wanted to do. Yeah. And my reasoning was like, my logic was I'm not putting myself through the pain of labor just to get cut open. Yeah. So let's put myself through just get me cut open. Yeah. (laughs) Um, that's fine. Uh, and so... Um, we had like a couple other questions, one of which was, um, I'm prone to keloids. Yeah. Which is, uh, like a overgrown scar tissue. Yeah. Um, and so we wanted to know if that was going to kind of lead to any potential issues as like you healed from a C-section. Yeah. It's just like, not because like, you know, I was worried about like, you know, just a scar, but with like a keloid, like it's. 
easy to get like irritated skin like it's just it it can be painful yeah sometimes, so because the one that you have is like very sensitive yeah like whenever they're fresh they're really sensitive and they itch and they you know they they're beautiful yeah. they're uh, and they they kind of grow over mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. and so uh you know we asked him about that and um i he was great because yeah. he said, oh, well, we'll do uh, this kind of suture and this kind of um, wound dressing. Mm-hmm. And he said, also, what we'll do is I'll put in an order for, get this, crushed up umbilical cord. Yeah. Um, because, uh, basically, like, they take an umbilical cord. I don't fucking know whose his. I don't fucking know. That'd be cool. Um, and they, they grind it up. Yeah. And do something fancy to it, mm-hmm. and then they can like, I guess, oh. inject it into the wound or yeah, something. It's like a powder or something. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I not really sure what, what substance it is, but but they put it in or on the the incision, mm-hmm. and because it's so rich in stem cells, um, and lots of other cool blood shit. I don't know. Cool science shit. Um, that it just helps heal things really well. Yeah. Um. And uh, we are fucking blown away by that still. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, pretty fucking incredible. So um, so he was like, okay, I got like one or two uh, more appointments that I got to do, and then we'll uh, get you scheduled for the C-section this afternoon. Um, and how are you feeling at that point? Um, at that point, I was super anxious because I've never had surgery before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I still have my wisdom teeth. So, like, you know, I've... Never been under the knife in any way. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I wouldn't say terrified, but I was scared. Yeah. Because, you know, you see all the medical shows and then they're just like, we nicked an artery. Something went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking of. I think I didn't know that you were that scared. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, it's just like I'm being wheeled into a room and I might not come out. Yeah. Like, that was terrifying to me. And, like, especially, like, if, you know, I had, an, like, a vaginal delivery, I was terrified about hemorrhaging. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think either way, like, it would have... Yeah. You know, I was afraid of something, but... Yeah. This time, it was just... Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a lot. I mean, it's a major surgery. Yeah, it's major abdominal surgery. Um, so... So they come in after, like, an hour mm-hmm. and come and start getting us prepped. And I forget what the prep was for you. Um, I took some medicine. I don't remember what it was. but they, Happy pills, they I guess. They gave me some pills to prep for, I guess, um, anesthesia. Yeah. Um, and then that's kind of about it. They, put think, put a put a hairnet on you. Yeah, I got a hairnet. Mm-hmm. Um, covered up all the hair. And then uh, that was it. They just... You know, rolled me into the surgery center. Operating room. Same thing. <laughs> it, so, so my prep was, um, I got a hairnet, mm-hmm. and I got, um, I, I was thinking I would get like a gown, but it was more like, co- like gauzy coveralls that yeah. zipped up. Yeah. Um, kind of like what you would see in like a meatpacking plant. Um, and then little booties, mm-hmm. and... A mask? Mm-hmm. I don't think they gave me gloves. I don't think I had gloves. I did mm-hmm. not have gloves. You had a hairnet. Yeah, I did have a hairnet. Yeah. Um, and they were like, okay, so here's what's going to happen. We're going to roll uh, McKenna 
into uh, the operating room. You will sit outside for what will feel like forever. Uh, and then we'll call you back. And, uh, and then we'll get started from there. And you'll just sit up next to her head. And, uh, and all that. Now, I, I am an exceedingly squeamish person. And I've heard uh, from, from other folks as well as uh, my brother-in-law that uh, if you want, you can peek. <laughs> and you, what you will see is your, your partner with their guts out of them. I don't want that. I don't fucking want that. So I was pretty antsy about that. I was also very worried about you not coming out. Yeah. But my prep is... Yes. They had me climb onto the table, and then I had to get the epidural to numb things down mm-hmm. there. And so what they have you do is basically you lean against... Oh, I had to lean against a nurse. Mm-hmm. And then they have you basically, they're just like, act like you're protecting your baby. <laughs> and so, like, you know, so they have you like hunch over your belly. Okay. So that way they can, you know, find where they need to insert the needle. Uh-huh. And they're just like, whatever you do, do not move. Do not flinch. And it's just like, Jesus okay. Jesus Christ. Okay. And so, you know, I did not. Uh-huh. <laughs> I did not move. I did not flinch. And they were all very impressed. They're just like, you did a really good job. Nice. (laughs) Because it's just, you know, if you tell me not to move, I'm going to try not to move. Fuck yeah. If it's a needle, fine. If it's a bee, no promises. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, yeah. So, they they gave me the numbing stuff. And um, that was it. They had me lie down. And they... You know, prepped the area down there, and mm-hmm. things started to get very, very numb. Mm-hmm. And what I remember is, like at this point, I had not slept in at all that night, like the night before. Yeah, like thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah. and so I was exhausted already, mm-hmm. and I just remember trying to take a nap before you got in there. Like, yeah, I just I wanted to sleep, mm-hmm. and that did not happen because everyone kept talking to me and asking me about the baby. <laughs> what are you going to name him? And so I'd be like, oh, his name's Lewis. Which, you know, his name is Lewis. His name is Lewis. We did not name him Keanu. No. Um, and they're like, what's his middle name? And I'm just like, oh, it's this. And we gave Lewis two middle names because we liked both yeah. names. Um, and one name that we originally wanted sounded like a character from Family Guy, which mm-hmm. is not something that we enjoy, so we couldn't no. do it. Um, and so they're just like, oh, are you going to hyphenate? And so that's all I thought about for a good while. Are you going to hyphenate uh-huh. his middle names? And then, you know, they brought you in. Yeah, so um, my experience was I, I get all all dolled up, mm-hmm. and then uh, I walk with, with Kenna, um, up to the doors to the OR, they, you know, wheel her bed in there. And then they're like, hey, so you get to sit in these two fucking chairs in this alcove in the middle of a hallway. Um, and, and you just wait. So I sat there for, again, what felt like years. It was like 20 minutes. Oh, it felt like forever. <laughs> um, getting more and more anxious, just paralyzingly scared. Um, as I saw uh, nurses and doctors 
and different doctors and different nurses all kind of just sort of moseying in and moseying out and um I just it was uh it, it was a lot mm-hmm. um a lot of time by myself uh to get good and nervous yeah um and then I uh you know I'm sitting there and uh the anesthesiologist uh comes out and he waves to me and I thought he was just being friendly because this is not the person who I thought was going to beckon me into the room. So I just wave back and smile, um, <laughs> even though I was wearing a mask. And he's like, no, 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 you, you can come back now. And I was like, oh, okay. So I get up and I follow him back. And at that point, he's, he tells me instructions. I don't hear them. Um, all I really heard was there's a chair uh, next to her head where you'll sit. Don't put your hand somewhere. And it's it sounded very critical where I couldn't put my hand, but I didn't catch where I couldn't. Yeah. So I kept my hands to myself. Yeah. Um, it, it was something about, like, don't put your hand, like, over the sheet, but you can do under, you can touch your hand. I don't know. I was scared. So, um, so I get in there, and it's a bright, cold, busy room. And, um, and I... Uh, uncomfortably close to being able to see what's on the other side of the sheet. It was a pretty low sheet. <laughs> it was a very low sheet. Um, to, to give you an idea, so I was talking to Kenna as best I could, and at one point I looked up at the OB because he said something to us, mm-hmm. and I saw a bloody scalpel, and I said, I'm never looking up again. I'm just going to keep looking at McKenna. So I made... I think what we can both characterize as aggressive, ag- aggressive eye contact, yes. close and aggressive eye contact. Well, I just was trying to actively take a nap. Except for the times <laughs> where you were asking if we should hyphenate his middle names. Yeah. And I wasn't really in a place where I could evaluate whether or not I wanted to do that because I was folks. More scared than I've ever been in my entire fucking life. Yeah. It was fully, full stop, the most terrifying time of my life. Um, Because, like, not only is Kenneth being, like, cut open, and they're not, like, gentle. So, like, I can see that they're really kind of throwing her body around. Ah. Um, So there's that. And then there's also the fact that I'm trying to talk to Kenna and make sure she's okay, and she's really sleepy and really lethargic <laughs> and not really talking to me. Um, I don't remember anything that you've said to me I, during that time. <laughs> I think I was just telling you you're doing a really good job and that I was really proud of you. Yeah. And I think I mostly just said those things over and over again. I think, yes, yes. And you did. that I, mean, I loved you. Yes. I said I love you a lot because yeah. I was very scared you were gonna die. <laughs> Thank you. You're you're fine now. <laughs> I know. I just I wanted if you if you were gonna oof it, mm-hmm. I wanted to I wanted you to know that I love you. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so it was just and there's a lot of weird noises that happen, a lot of suction, a lot of uh, just a lot of wet. Nope. I would say a lot of wet sounds. I didn't hear any. Oh, of that. I was I was on high fucking I alert. I heard none of it. It was a white knuckle experience, <laughs> and I was like. I didn't sit back in the chair because I wanted to be really close to Kenneth's face so I didn't see anything. So I was like hunched over and it was hurting my back really bad. Yeah. 
and I was so uncomfortable. And, um, you know, the doctors talk, they're all just kind of chatting like, like you would, you know, on your way to like a fucking football game, I guess. I'm having a good time and I'm white knuckled. (laughs) And, uh, and then, uh, they, uh, they get him out. Yeah. They get Lewis out, and the the OB is like, "Hey, look, here's your son." Oh, b- by the way, the other anesthesiologist was like, "Oh, do you have your phone?" And I said, "Yes," and so she was like, "Oh, I can take photos for you," which was super nice. Yeah. So she took a lot of photos, including, folks, photos of my wife cut open, like yeah. where you can see it. Yeah. I it's know. cool. It's I won't look at them, so I don't know if they're cool or not. I won't look. You don't see a lot. It's just, you know, you see some blood. I won't look at them. And some open skin. I won't look. (laughs) Refuse to. They're on my phone. I'm scared to ever see them. They're going in his scrapbook. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. We'll we'll table this. Okay. Um, so, So he holds Lewis up, and Lewis looks... Bad. Yeah. I, 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 I don't... I... Bad. Uh, he looked like a blueberry. Yeah, he was um, blue, blue gray. Yeah. Um, he kind of looked dead, to be honest. Yeah. Um, he was not crying. Nope. He wasn't moving. Nope. His eyes were closed. Yeah. It was like kind of all the things that you don't want to see. Yeah. In in a fresh baby. Yeah. All um, I was thinking was like that. That doesn't look good. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh fuck no. Yeah. This is bad. Yeah. So now I'm more anxious. Um, and, uh, and, and they kind of keep working on you cause they have other shit that they have to do and put your guts back in you or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and the OB was like, they're going to work on him and mm-hmm. just, you know, kind of get him to wake Perk up a up. bit. Yeah. Um, it, at which point he was like, you know, the stuff they do over there, if you did that at home, it would be illegal, <laughs> which yeah. I like, I assume was trying to make me feel better. Yeah. I was just too fucking scared. It's funny now. Yeah. Uh, it was not that. No. Um, and then finally, after a while, heard him start crying. Like five minutes. It was a while. Yeah. It was a while. Yeah. Um, he started crying, mm-hmm. and um, and then they asked me if I wanted to come see him, but that was on the other side of the sheet, so I said no. Um, and then it, it was a little while longer. They like got his footprint and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then they were like, do you want to hold him? And I was just really overwhelmed. And, and I didn't fully understand where I was going to hold him. Because if it meant I had to be on the other side of the sheet, I didn't want to do it. Yeah, I think I told you yes. Well, I, I was like, uh, 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 uh yes. Yes. <laughs> At which point the OB goes, you know, you can't run from him. Uh, which, Doc... Yes, I can. This kid can't fucking move. Um, I can run from him if if I needed to. Um, so I held him, and he looked great. He was alert. he was alert. He was looking around, and he was the most precious thing I have ever seen. I am a fucking sap now, folks. Yep. We both are. Yep. Uh, he is a precious precious little. Oh boy! Oh my god! Angel baby! Oh, he's so cute! He's so fucking cute! (laughs) And so I held him and I talked to him, and the anesthesiologist got some photos of us, Mm -hmm. and I showed them to you. uh, And he's just so, so goddamn sweet. Yeah. And then, you know, after they finished sewing me back up, they put me back 
onto the hospital bed, mm-hmm. and I got to hold him, and they rolled me back, rolled us both back into the labor and delivery room. Yeah, where you got to do skin to skin for like an hour. It felt like five minutes. It was an hour. It was, it was an hour? Yeah. Oh. I took that time to pack up, because... Because yeah. after you're in labor and delivery, you got to go to postpartum, which is a shittier room. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I think, uh, oh, for, for those of you who know or, or are curious, his initial APGAR score, which is, uh, it's like one to, zero to ten, I believe, is, is the range there. And, like, zero is pretty bad. Yeah. And ten is, like... Perfect. Alert and you know good color. It, it's a it's a measure of basically like how good they're doing because it's like appearance and uh, respiration and uh, some other shit. And yeah. It's an acronym. I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, Google it. Yeah. <laughs> His initial one was one. Yeah. Um. And then he bounced back to like an eight within minutes. Minutes. I guess so. I, mean, I don't know. I, we actually, I don't know that anyone knew. Because no, later no. nurses were like, he bounced back to an eight, but we don't know if it was like a five or a ten minute yeah. check. So, but he was fine. Um, And so we hung out there and then we went to postpartum, um, which was like, uh, I think one floor down. Yeah. And the room was much smaller. Yeah. And Though we got the nice small room. We did apparently. get a nice small room. And um, trying to th- trying to th- remember what happened at that point. I don't know, but postpartum sucks. <laughs> yeah, it was not fun. No, I cried a lot. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I was really overwhelmed. Not not unhappy, just a lot had happened, folks. My wife had been cut open, <laughs> um, and like I didn't know what I was doing, so I cried a lot. Yeah, I didn't. You did not. No. Nope. Uh, Back to my normal self. Yeah, you cried later. Yeah. Um, but I did cry a lot. Uh, and then the one thing that you had wanted, uh, that you were like, what I need after this child is out of me is an Italian grinder. grinder. Yeah. And so... Uh, because during my entire pregnancy was when the whole, like, hey, check out this chopped Italian grinder sub sandwich mm-hmm. went viral on TikTok and everything. And I was like, oh, I want that. I want that in my body right now. And the thing with, like, you know, being pregnant is you're typically not supposed to have deli meat. Yeah. Which, I mean, some doctors are just like, if it is fresh, you can have it. But for me, it was just like, I am going to earn this sandwich myself and yeah. just not have deli meat. So it was my own personal choice to not have it. Yeah, I mean, that was like your finish line yes, that sort was of reward. reward. <laughs> um, and so I called my sister, mm-hmm. and she brought us, uh, it wasn't Jimmy John's. Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's. Um, very nice of her to come drop that off yeah. at the hospital. So I went down um, and talked to her for a bit. Cried with her for a little bit. She was very sweet. Rachel, if you're listening, thank you so much. I really appreciate um, you comforting me while I was crying and overwhelmed. (laughs) And uh, I brought our sandwiches up. And uh, I cried while I ate my sandwich. Um, Again, not unhappy. I love this boy so, so much. Um, Just very overwhelmed and scared. Yeah. 
so it's just a lot of crying. Um, the sandwich, though, very good, I, I would say. I only got to eat half of mine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, which sucked. Yeah, because, you know, if you're in postpartum, you get interrupted a lot. A lot. A lot. A lot. And, and it's weird because they're also like, hey, uh, Sam, you should also do skin to skin. Fucking when uh, was kind of the question, because if he's not trying to breastfeed, because we were trying to get you, uh, like, set up with breastfeeding, Mm -hmm. which uh, was complicated and challenging, and I won't say more about it because this ain't ain't me, Mm -hmm. so I'll, I'll let you talk about that, and then checking her vitals, and then checking his vitals, and then... Getting my stomach shoved on yeah uh and just like a bunch of other shit and it's like well when the fuck am i supposed to like do skin to skin with this guy yeah um so so that was challenging yeah and um we were also like pretty close to the nurse's station and so it was just like sort of noisy um i will say the nurses were were very nice Mm -hmm. um the labor and delivery nurses were fucking phenomenal um, the nurses we had in postpartum were also really great. In particular, the nurse we had during the day, Amanda, Amanda. Mm-hmm. was wonderful. Yeah. She was an absolute joy. Mm-hmm. Loved her. Um, she was also the only nurse who, like, talked to me. Because it was a really weird experience for me. Um, it's very patient-focused. Yeah, which, like, makes sense. I'm not the patient. I'm also not the baby. I'm just some fucking guy. Uh, But it's also weird because, like, I want to be involved with Mm -hmm. stuff, and I, like, want to know how to take care of him. Um, But, like, they kind of act like I'm not there. Yeah. Um, And I don't expect them to, like, dote upon me or anything. I did kind of expect them to ask my name, and they didn't, which was... Just, like, uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, you were a ghost. And so I, I had to, like, assert myself. Mm-hmm. Not, like, in a, in a shitty way, but just be like, hey, how can I help? Yeah. Kind of way. What and, can I do? How do yeah. I do that? In, in a way that I'm not typically very comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm glad that I did. Yeah. I'm glad that I asked, like, how can I help? Like, what can I do? Or, like, how do we do X for him? Mm-hmm. Um. So that was nice. What what was your experience? With postpartum? Yeah. Um, I was just kind of annoyed by all the interruptions because I wanted time to bond with my baby. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I understand it's just, like, it's stuff that the nurses have to do. Like, I, I wasn't mean to them or anything. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't, you know, I was totally compliant, but it was just, you know... Every few hours, you have a CNA come to check on my vitals, and then my main nurse comes to give me medicine and check on my incisions and my bleeding. And then, you know, then you have, like, meal delivery, which hospital food is not good. Barely edible. Yeah. And so it's just like, and then you have the lactation consultants coming in, and it's just like, you. I felt like I didn't really have time to just take a moment. And enjoyed, like, bonding with, like, the first few moments. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, like, I don't know, like, the whole, like, lactation consultant and trying to get to breastfeed was overwhelming because, like, you know, 
I have weird nipples sometimes. You know, they're flat. I'm not going to, you know, <laughs> be private about it mm-hmm. because who cares? Um, so, like, getting him to latch was difficult. And he was a very sleepy baby, so he would just fall asleep instantly. Yeah. Like, just gone. Um, and so... And they had to use a nipple shield, which you hated. Yeah, trying to get those on is just weird and awful. Um, I wish, like, they were more solid rather than, like, silicone. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just, it was a lot. It was overwhelming. I was, I think I was more stressed than anything. Uh-huh. And then, like, the entire time I was in postpartum, trying to get, like, a, a meal was difficult. Because Man, it was fucking awful. I would get hospital food delivered. I would eat, you know, the things that looked okay. And then whenever it came to, like, people dropping off dropping off a meal for us, like, I would only be able to get, like, half of it because I would get interrupted by mm-hmm. someone coming in. or And then I just had no appetite. Yeah. I had zero appetite. I did not want to eat anything. Yeah. So. Um, and, like, the other thing that I remember about like breastfeeding and like the lactation consultants and stuff is that they kept wanting you to have him in like a football hole Mm -hmm. so that like his feet would be kind of by your ribs Mm -hmm. and his head would be obviously by your boob but like i was in pain i couldn't move yeah kind of couldn't move and she was like uncomfortable yeah and so and like you know a hospital bed is not like a fucking queen size bed no and it, i i don't know my back it just i didn't i couldn't move a lot i couldn't shift position so my back fucked up yeah and so like you know they would have to put me like flat on my back and not elevate the bed so they can check on my incisions and stuff and i would have panic attacks because the pain felt like i could not breathe from my back locking up and and I remember that was really scary for me. Yeah. Um, just, like, hearing you say, like, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. Yeah. And, like, not, no, you know, and they were just, like... You're fine. It, yeah. <laughs> like, they weren't, like... They weren't, like, dismissive, but they also weren't, like, helpful. No. I guess. I, is well, that how you would... One was, because, like, one nurse was just, like, you just need to breathe. And th- like, I think she knew I was having a panic attack. Yeah. Rather than, like, me thinking I had, like air trapped in my shoulders or something you know? yeah because that is one thing is they were saying like you know you can get when you have a c-section you can get air kind of trapped in like right you, to your body your abdominal cavity basically and it'll kind of move around and it hurts yeah um and so I, I think you were it seemed like you were worried about that yeah um but yeah so i remember that being rough um and and as far as, like, getting food, it, it was incredibly stressful. Yeah. Uh, and, like, I know that's not, like, the most fucking important thing going on at the time, but, like, I don't get the hospital meals, mm-hmm. and I also wasn't going to fucking eat them because, I'm sorry, they're goddamn gross. Uh, one of the breakfasts she got um, was, like, eggs and the saddest little sausage link I've ever seen, <laughs> and I smelled it and gagged because yeah. it smelled horrible. Yeah. So, like, I had to figure out how to feed her and to feed myself and to, like, get food to us without, like, leaving. Yeah. Because I didn't want to leave her there by herself. She'd never been in the hospital before. And so, like, the, it just, it was tough. Yeah. Um, and then I remember, like, that first night, um, I needed to change him. 
and I'd never changed a diaper before, and Kenna can't help me because she can't move. Yeah, when you have a C-section, you have to stay in bed for, I guess, 12 to 24 hours? Something like that, yeah. It was... And I had, um, like, leg massagers on my legs to help with preventing blood clots. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it was like, until you... Shit, I don't remember. There was some specific, like, marker that they were looking for before they could try to let you, like, get up. I don't remember what. I don't remember either. So I went over to the nurse's station, and um, they were like, oh, can can I help you? And I was like, e- uh, I've never changed a diaper before. And so they, uh, uh, nurse, had nurse had a little chuckle, and yeah. she was like, well, we'll send someone. Um, and so that person came and j- just changed his diaper and, like, kind of talked me through it, but mostly just did it. Yeah. Which was a little frustrating. Um, and so... I, but, you know, I kind of got it. Mm-hmm. I was not deft at it or uh, graceful, but I got the job done. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... I think the next day, kind of the wheels maybe started falling off a little bit. Um, because my mental state started fraying pretty significantly because... I hadn't showered, and if I can't shower and, like, don't feel clean, I just, like, I mentally don't feel good, um, and so, like, I was, I was just, like, not handling stuff well, Mm -hmm. and I was, like, starting to feel, like, really depressed, and just having a hard time just dealing with anything. Yeah, and you weren't gonna leave, and I made you leave. Yeah, because I didn't (laughs) want to leave her there by herself. Yeah, and Um, I was just, I am fine. So I went home and I took the most glorious shower I have ever taken. It was phenomenal. Um, so came back, felt like a new man. I re-energized, yeah. felt great. You're a completely different person when you came back. Yeah, I have to be clean. Yeah, I is such such are my neuroses. Um, and and I think it was kind of around that point that we also noticed like. His breathing did not sound good. No. Um, he's, cause like, he was really sleepy, but all the time. Yeah. Um, his, he, he was just like huffing and puffing, he basically. Feed. He would He would just sleep instead of eat. Yeah. Yeah. So we were having trouble feeding him. Um, and he was just like, <laughs> all, yeah, really all the time. Labored breathing. And it just like, it didn't sound good. Mm-hmm. And we were like, and, like, uh, I think some of the nurses were also, like, picking up on, like, this isn't getting better. Yeah. Um, and then, a, like, pediatrician came by and checked him and was, like, is leaving, his, his breathing's pretty fast, mm-hmm. but, like, that's not abnormal. Yeah. For, for a newborn, so, you know, we'll kind of keep, keep an eye on it and, and see how he's doing. Um, and it just wasn't getting better. Mm-hmm. And I was it stressing you out? It was stressing me out because, like, like the nurses were aware, but they didn't seem, like, overly concerned. Mm-hmm. And I was just, like, I was overly concerned. Yeah. But at the same time, like, this is my child, so I'm mm-hmm. going to be concerned. And I probably still haven't slept. Like, I didn't sleep for, like, probably more than two to three hours the entire hospital stay we had yeah i slept 
pr- pretty okay. I, I slept pretty good. I know you did. Um, I'm sorry. I, I sleep. I'm a good sleeper. Uh, much much like our boy. Yeah. Like, I would have slept, but I was um, very uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> so. And they kept coming in to check your vitals. Yeah. Um, so, it was it was a lot. Yeah, it was. Um, so, I'm trying, so that was, the, like, the second day, I feel like, was just kind of, I don't remember a lot happening mm-hmm. the second day uh, that, that we were in postpartum. No. Do you? Mm-mm. And then the third day, you were going to get discharged. We were both supposed to get discharged. Yeah, so so we were both supposed to get discharged, mm-hmm. and the OB came by, checked you, mm-hmm. and was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm happy for you to get discharged." Yeah. Um, and then the uh, pediatrician came by and checked him and was like, "Because uh, his breathing was still not very good," mm-hmm. and so she was like, "I would like to." keep him for another night here um, just to kind of see. And I hated being in the hospital because it was I was just on edge kind of the whole time. Yeah. Because, like, again, the postpartum floor is, like, a little noisy. Um, there's usually, like, a baby crying somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. And the couch that I was sleeping on was right next to the door, so I could hear it really well. And you could hear people running down the hall. Yeah, one night I did hear, like, people sprinting down the hall, so, like, that that had me just like really on edge. So I, again, kind of mentally fraying. I cried really hard. Um, I called my dad crying. Um, and he thought that Lewis had died. Um, (laughs) yeah, which was maybe not my greatest moment scaring my dad like that. Sorry, dad. (laughs) Um, he's fine. Uh, so I was just really upset about having to stay in the hospital again because I just I like I wasn't sleeping well. The food situation was just stressful, really difficult. Because um, I was kind of subsisting on just snacks, um, which is not what you should be doing. Nope. And um, and Kenna was really uncomfortable and not sleeping, and I was worried about our cats, even though that was like not important. And we had friends checking on them. Thanks, Chris and Adrian. Um. So it was just a lot, and I I remember feeling a little frustrated with the pediatrician because uh, when I left to go shower uh, that that morning on the third day, um, I ended up running down in the the hospital or in the elevator with her, mm-hmm. and um, it was a Sunday, and I you know had asked her if she was doing anything that day, and she was like, oh you know I'm I'm heading to church and like I'm kind of running late and uh otherwise she didn't really say anything to me Mm -hmm. Uh, when the friendliest person was just fine um and then like kind of as the day went on we kind of started getting mixed messages about Lewis and so it was like oh you know they want to like have like a NICU nurse come up and like just take a look at him Mm -hmm. and then it was like well we're gonna take him for an echo yeah, we're going to do an echo uh, echocardiogram because mm-hmm. um, he had a, a murmur, still still does. Um, and then they were like, you know, we're just going to take him to the NICU to get checked out and so they can see if, you know, how he's doing. Yeah. And so, you know, like when they do that stuff, they take him out of the room and you just sit and fucking wait. 
And when they were like, yeah, we'll take him to, to get evaluated at the NICU and then he'll come back and, and we'll kind of see how things go. And so we sat and we waited for like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And then uh, kind of got a call from the NICU. Yeah. It, Saying that he's been admitted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I remember the nurse say, or nurse or doctor, I don't remember who it was. Um, was like, now, did the pediatrician kind of tell you what was going on? And we were like, no. Yeah. Um, and the, the nurse on the floor didn't update us either. No. <laughs> so. And and this was not Amanda. No, Amanda was. it was a night nurse. It was a different nurse. Yeah. Um, and so the, the NICU person went through this, like, laundry list of shit. Yeah. The, why he was being admitted. Um, and then said, you know... Once he's admitted to the NICU, he does not leave the NICU until he's discharged from the hospital full stop. Yeah. And it was like, let me think. So it was his his respiration, his breathing was too fast. Mm -hmm. His blood sugar was funky. Yeah. He had had one blood test that maybe he had an infection, maybe not. Mm -hmm. There was something else about like a kidney level that didn't look quite right. And that could be from his lungs. It also could be because his kidneys were not right. Yeah. So he might need to see a specialist at Children's. Mm -hmm. And it was just like one thing after another after another that no one had told us about and that's when i started crying <laughs> yes um and and mm. i i was like i want to kind of keep it together as much as i can so that i can try to be supportive and try to be solid for you mm-hmm. and then the nurse took us down to the nicu mm-hmm. and we saw him all strapped up and shit and i fucking lost it yep we lost it we cried for like an hour. Yeah. Just sitting there watching watching our boy. Yeah. Um uh they had to put him on his stomach uh mm-hmm. to help uh to kind of help take pressure off of his lungs. Mm-hmm. Kind of like they do with people who um have like really bad covid. Um and he was just strapped up to lots of stuff and he had a nasal cannula and it was just like hard to see him like that and he was like in the incubator. Yeah. And so we just cried and cried and cried <laughs> and cried. And the nurses were so nice. Yeah. They answered all our questions. Yeah. Because, like, that helped me mm-hmm. to just be like, so what is this? What is that? Like, yeah. you know, um, is he like this for this reason? But it was fucking hard. Yeah. And we got lucky. Like, you know, he was basically full term. Yeah. And, like... You know, relative to a lot of the other kids in the NICU, he was he was in good shape, but it was still really hard to see him like that, and really hard that that was a fucking surprise. Yeah. Which I will probably die mad about. Yeah. Um. And then I remember we were also trying to figure out if we wanted to stay room in at the hospital, either with you still like admitted as a patient or have you discharged and we just stay at the hospital yeah or if we would go home and i remember that being really tough yeah because like you know it's it's a hard decision because like if you stay you're going to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. if you leave you're going to feel insanely guilty for leaving yeah and i i was very much in camp leave mm-hmm. because um we could actually fucking rest yeah. And you would be more comfortable. 
um, and the food situation would get a lot easier and just like you know we could kind of go from there and try to like let you have some time to heal right but it, you know it was still hard um leaving yeah it so, was awful yeah so we did decide to go home yeah it took a while for you to get discharged yeah we Probably left the hospital around 8. I think so. 8 at night. And the first thing we did is we drove to Jimmy John's. And got sandwiches. And then cried on the way home. Cried on the way home. Cried while we ate the sandwiches. And then we went to bed. No, not even. You, like, you know, you had to, like, you know, help me get into bed. Yeah. Because our bed was too high. Yeah. Um, And, like, you know, when you have a C-section, like, it hurts. It hurts to move. It hurts Mm -hmm. to laugh. It hurts to just do stuff. That's right. And what I remember is one of the days that you came home to shower, you brought home, like, the hospital hat that he was wearing for the cats to sniff. Yeah. And I saw his hat on the bed, and I lost it. Yeah. I, (laughs) yeah, I have a really distinct memory of, like, we went into the bedroom so I could help you into the bed, and you just went, his hat. Yeah. And just lost it. And, like, I felt so bad. And I was like, you idiot, why did you leave it there? Um, And also, like, I felt terrible that, like, I kind of had pushed for us to come home. Um, It just, it was hard. And and what I will say is they had, um, like, a... Angel Eye. Angel Eye? Yeah, it's basically like a a 24-7 live stream. Yeah. a, A camera on your baby. And, like... I feel like that was a double-edged sword. It definitely was. Because um, it was nice because we, ch- we could check on him mm-hmm. and, and see how he was doing. But also, it meant we could see him. Yeah. And, he, that like, it's hard. Yeah, he was in the NICU for a week. For a week, yeah. Um, like, three of the days that he was in, like, the actual NICU... I thought it was four. Yeah, it was four. Four days in the NICU and then three days in the discharge unit. Yeah. Um, so. And, and yeah, how how would you characterize, like, that experience? Um, difficult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, no, no, all of it was just difficult. Yeah. Because, like, you know, you're, he's strapped up to machines and, you know, has the Billy Rubin light, you know, in the... In the NICU, and so it's just, he was so small, but at the same time, like, he was so big compared to the other babies, and, mm-hmm. and it was just a lot, because, like, our car is pretty high up, yeah. and so with the incision, it hurt to get into the car, and then, mm-hmm. like, you know, hitting bumps in the road, painful, Yeah. so it was just pain, couldn't walk from the parking lot to the door, couldn't walk from the, like, wherever you dropped me off to the second floor to the elevator, you know, because it's just... A yeah. lot. And then, you know, trying to stay in the hospital for hours, but, like, you know, sitting in a chair isn't exactly the most comfortable thing. And, you know. So. Well, and then, you know, we would try to stay with him as long as we could, but then it's like, well, we need to get home so we, we can eat. And, and you need to pump. And it just, it was hard trying to coordinate all that stuff. And it was hard seeing him there. Yeah. And every day it was something kind of different. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, he's doing better in this one area, but he's doing maybe a little iffier in another. Right. Or, like, um, 
they took him off of this machine, but he's on... His bilirubin diff- is too high, so we have to put him under the lamp, and it's just... Yeah, okay. And it's like, <laughs> he's eating, but he's not eating enough. And then he, he is eating, but he's spitting up a lot. And he, he's not eating, and it just... It, it just kind of every day had, like, a new spin on it. Yeah. Um, but we, you know, we went to see him every day. There was only, I think, one day where I went by myself. Yeah. Because you were just too... I went too hard. I walked yeah. from the parking lot to the actual building. Yeah. And that D- took, took me out. Folks, despite me telling her that I think that I should drop her off. I'm stubborn. Yes, <laughs> she is. I am very stubborn. Um, So so I went by myself one day, and I got to feed him, mm-hmm. and that was nice. I, That was actually one thing that... um was really meaningful to me just like in postpartum so mm-hmm. he was um struggling to breastfeed and like kind of just couldn't and i think you were also having trouble producing yeah no colostrum and so um fortunately because i read some stuff from other folks uh where this didn't happen uh amanda was like do you want to give him some formula and so what we did because we wanted to kind of keep trying to breastfeed is Amanda taught me how to kind of put like the tip of my pinky in his mouth so he would suckle on that Mm -hmm. and then I would use like a really small like kind of dropper syringe to give him like like a mill a a milliliter of formula or whatever at a time like yeah just just like very little Mm -hmm. um and so, like, that's that's how we fed him yeah. while he was in the hospital. And I was the only one who could do it. Yeah. Because you tried one day while I was showering and he, he wouldn't do it. Mm-mm. And so, like, that was really special to me is that, like, I, I got to feed him in this, like, kind of, um, and it took fucking forever. Yeah. It would take, like, 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, but in this, like, very, like, intimate and close kind of I don't know, mm-hmm. uh, way to, way to feed him. And so like, that was really meaningful to me. Yeah. Um, and, uh, let's see. So he went to, he went to the discharge unit mm-hmm. and that kind of had its own sort of challenges. We, we were able to spend a little more time there. Yeah. He had a private room. He had a private room. Um, but there were, it got frustrating because we would feed him and he would eat fine. Mm-hmm. And then we'd show up the next day and they would say, oh, the night nurse said that, you know, he like projectile vomited and he didn't eat enough or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so we have to keep him for another night. Or they gave, and they gave him a feeding tube. Yeah, they gave him a, no. he had had a feeding tube at one point and then they t- took it out and then he went to the discharge unit and they had to put it back in. Yeah. And, um, it was... It was just frustrating because it was like, this is not our experience with him. He ate well during the day, Mm -hmm. but what's happening at night? What's different at night? And so we couldn't really figure that out. And um, His bilirubin was still a little weird. Yeah. And then I remember, I think the hardest night for me was you checked the live stream Mm -hmm. and he was crying. Yeah. uh, Like hard. Yeah. And he had been crying for like 10 minutes. Five. Five, 10 minutes. Yeah. And it just wrecked you. It did. Um, and it, it upset me too, but like definitely not as bad. Yeah. But he was just like screaming. Yeah. And 
we were just like pretty upset about it because there's nothing you can really do. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think you, I, I could have even gone up there. Yeah, yeah I think you could. Oh yeah. Yeah. You, oh. I think the only time you weren't allowed was during shift change. Oh okay. I didn't. I couldn't remember if they had like visiting hours. Mm-hmm. So I ended up having to call the charge nurse. <laughs> and saying, like, hey, he's been, like, screaming for, like, 15 minutes. Yeah. And we just, like, want to make sure everything's okay. And so um, she did check on him, and um, he ended up being okay. But mm-hmm. it was hard, and then you had wanted to stay at the hospital again. After that, you, like, the next <laughs> yeah. day you were like, I, I, I want to stay I the night. Yeah, I can't, I can't do that again. You know, just checking on him on the app and not being able mm-hmm. to do anything but i i couldn't do it i just couldn't fucking do it um which i still feel bad about and um but he was able to come home what the next day mm-hmm. and um sorry that that's him he's very grunty um but we were able to bring him home mm-hmm. um and he's just a fucking sweetie yeah still very sleepy a real heavy sleeper. He is a solid sleeper. Yeah, gets that from me. Um, his favorite thing to do is abuse Sam. Yeah, so um, while I burp him, um, what he likes to do is uh, throw his head around like a fucking wrecking ball and smash it into my head. I've never seen anything like it. It's it's <laughs> something to behold. Um, and I, uh, I stopped shaving. Mm-hmm. Um while we were in the hospital and while he was in the NICU. Um, and then my, uh, so, so he likes to mouth on my beard. Mm-hmm. Um, but he'll mouth on it and then he'll slam his nose into my chin. Yep. And just kind of headbang onto yep. me. It's, it's wild stuff, folks. Because he's rooting for it. Something. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny as hell, though. It is. It's really funny. Um, I, I will say... The first few days were really fucking hard. Mm-hmm. I th- I don't remember if I cried. I probably did. I don't remember. I don't either. That was almost two months ago. Yeah. Therapy is great, though. Let me tell you. Because uh, my, my therapist has, like, a two-year-old. And so it's been really nice that she's not that far f- removed from, from where we are now. Um, but has been very helpful. Yeah. Uh, for me, because it's been a lot, mm-hmm. uh, but we, you know, we got into a pretty good groove. Yeah, and uh, he's doing well. Yeah, I would say the part that makes it easy is definitely having specific roles for each person. Mm-hmm. Like, I do most of the diaper changes, and like you know, I pump, so Sam gets to do feeding. So you do yeah. the night feeds because you fall asleep in an instant. Yeah, whereas I wouldn't. Yeah, so, like, it, it's easy for me to wake up and just be, like, pretty alert. Yeah. Uh, feed him, you know, burp him, uh, kind of hold him for a while so he doesn't, like, vomit. Yeah. Our uh, kid has reflux. He does have reflux. Which, I mean, like, all babies, I guess, have reflux, but he has a little extra. He comes by it from me. Yeah. Um, he comes by it honest. Yeah. Uh, and so I can do that and then put him down and then I'm gone. I'm, I'm asleep until his next feed. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that's, and it, I like feeding him, even though he, um, gulps it and, uh, makes, uh, uh, just smorgasbord of the worst noises. Yeah. 
It also took us like four different bottles to find the right one for him, too. That was a pain in the ass. Yeah. I hated that. Yeah. But we did finally find a bottle that works, mm-hmm. and like, that's been so fucking nice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And I I went back to work after... Yeah, I guess a couple... Uh, a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, that was... I work from home, so, you know, like, it's not that bad. Yeah. But it was still a little hard to, like... And it still is kind of hard balancing. Like, I have meetings on this day, this day, this day, and this day. Like, I can take him to this meeting. I can't take him to that meeting. And, like, I'm tired from dealing with shit at work. But I also need to, like take care of him and like be awake for him and it, that that's been challenging yeah um slowly getting better yeah like yeah it, it gets better it does <laughs> it does and it's okay to not like your kid one day mm-hmm. you know it's it's okay yeah it what i say a lot is well not a, a lot a lot no is that um i love him sometimes i don't like him yeah um but he is Cherubic. Uh, just, I like, the cutest fucking uh, little guy. Mm-hmm. And I I love him to death. Yeah. He's my special little guy. Yeah. And he is two months. Old. Soon. Yeah. Soon. Yeah. Just about two months. Yeah. Which is wild. It was very funny when I first told Kenneth that he was about to be a month old. <laughs> uh, because you uh, did... Did not want to accept that fact. No. I um, told you to shut up. Yeah. Which I have never done before. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, you know he's going to be two, uh, he's going to be a month old uh, tomorrow? And you went, shut up. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. This is, this is going to be something. Yeah. So, so, you know, I don't like that people are right and that it goes by too fast. Mm-hmm. It really does. And the phrase babies don't keep is very true. Um, I'm already to the point where I'm just like, the next one. Yeah, and (laughs) to which I always respond, let's enjoy this one first. I am, but the next one. Let's let's live in the present. He needs a sister. Let's live in the present. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so is there there anything else that you... um, uh, uh, a quick fun story. Uh, maybe a couple days after we brought him home, mm-hmm. um, our bed broke, and and not from uh, raucous sex like I wish. Um, it uh, because uh, it was a shitty cheap bed frame. Thanks, Wayfair. Thank you, Wayfair. Um, b- but it broke on my side. Yep. Um, again, not from feverish masturbation, but just from shifting. Um. <laughs> So, uh, so I had no support on my side of the bed. And, um, so we had to figure out how to, like, dismantle the, the bed frame and, and figure shit out. And that was really tough. We had some friends come by, uh, Chris and Adrian again. Thank you so much. Marvin, thank you. Uh, just a huge help. Um, took the, took the bed frame apart, found out it was actually the box spring that broke. Mm-hmm. Um, but the bed frame was also like really fucking flimsy. Yeah. And so we couldn't find like a, like a bed frame here in, in town that we liked. So we had to order one and it was going to take like a month. Mm-hmm. So we just had the mattress on the floor, 
We are not at an age where we can live on a floor mattress. No, nope, we're not in our 20s anymore. No, and, and Kenna, as you may recall, was recovering from a C-section. So getting <laughs> up from a, a mattress on the floor was uncomfortable, Absolutely. to say the least. Yes. So that was pretty fucking miserable. We did get a cheap, like, shitty metal frame yeah. uh, to tide us over. We have a frame now. It's much nicer, mm-hmm. except the mattress is too soft. Yep. So that's been a whole sort of thing, running through all of this. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, so you got, you got anything that you want to add? Um, no. I'd say we could talk about things that we like that we have that are helpful for, you know, new parents who might be listening eventually. Sure. Um, Magnetic Me mm-hmm. is a clothing brand and it has magnets, you know, button up for your uh-huh. baby. They are awesome. Very I nice. Love them. Yes. Um, really easy for changings in the middle of the night. Yeah. Uh, if you have a two-story house and your nursery is upstairs and you've had a C-section, there is a collapsible changing table. Yes. Fucking. That you can get on Amazon for incredible. like $100, but I got it on sale for 50 It is the best thing ever. So nice. It is so nice. Um, highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I would say the Philips Event Bottle Warmer. Warmer. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's been really nice. Yep. Um, if you're uh, like doing formula feeding, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, or breastfeeding. You got the boob bricks to. Right. Know, yeah. So. Yeah. That's right. Um, and then there is an egg lamp. Yes. That the I egg bought lamp. on Amazon. Um, and you can dim it, and like you just tap it, turn it on, turn it off. Um, and that is very useful for lamps during night feeds rather than like turning on an overhead light. Mm-hmm. Um, so I highly recommend that as well. I like the bassinet that we have, the Halo, Halo Bassinest, mm-hmm. I think. Um, it's like adjustable. Uh, you can also take just like the bassinet part off. Mm-hmm. Um, and move it around as needed, so that's really nice. Um, and uh, the, the baby. Yeah, the baby, uh, you know, makes it all work, so yeah. it's pretty nice. Yeah, it's pretty. all that stuff would be fucking weird to have without the baby, yeah. so. Yeah, highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, you know, parenthood is like a cult where people are just like, have one. Have uh-huh. One. If you're thinking about it and you're on the fence, just do it. <laughs> or, I, uh... <laughs> Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to pressure you. Um, I'll say uh, you can email us, I guess, yeah. uh, if you have questions. Uh, mm-hmm. That's uh, hanksypanksypod at gmail.com. Yep. And uh, sure. can, can and I will field those questions. Yeah. We're, we know next to nothing, but, you know, we'll, we'll try and help you out. Yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> as chronicled on the show, I'm a fucking idiot. But, yeah. um, you know, I'm a parent now. Yeah. If you have a newborn, we're only... Seven weeks ahead of you, so yeah, you know just a little bit. There you go. So, uh, so yeah, um, I let's see. So, how how do I close out the show? How does that happen? I it's been a minute, folks. I kind of don't remember what I do. Uh, yeah, oh, your Hanks is heroes. Yeah. So, uh, folks, thanks for listening. 
to uh, this uh, very special episode of Hanksy Panksy. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Hanksy Panksy Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Hanksy Panksy Pod. Um, I I haven't been posting on Blue Sky, but we're on there. Um, what the fuck is Blue Sky? It's like a Twitter replacement. Oh, we don't need any more social media. I mean, we have it. We don't it. need any more. Um, we're on Reddit too, but I've also not really been posting on that. It, it's hard to find the time. Um, but we, we do post on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Um, and then uh, we do have an email that I still continue to check, uh, hanksypanksypod at gmail.com. And we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash hanksypanksy. Um, it's been a little quiet over there, not going to lie, but uh, it, it'll kick back up soon. Yeah, it could post a photo of the wee baby. No? We'll see. Show them off. We'll see. Maybe. You gotta pay to see them. <laughs> okay, maybe. Um, so we might post a photo of, of uh, little Lewis. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, if you chuck us enough money, uh, you can be one of Hanks' heroes, uh, like Tuck and Daniel. Uh, and, and fellas, I will swaddle you. Uh, that's what I'll do. I'll swaddle you and uh, rock you right to sleep. Uh, I do also just want to give a quick shout out um, to uh, my sister and brother-in-law uh, for just being like really helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents for being super helpful. Our friends. Our friends. Uh, people who brought us food. Uh, Sarah. Gift cards. Gift cards. That's all of our friends. Uh, Chris, Adrian, Brandon, Marvin, uh, Marvin Sarah. Sarah, Jilly. Uh, all of you. Uh, I know Aaron. I'm... Aaron. Yes. Luke. Luke. Jesus Christ. Jackie. Jackie? <laughs> Fuck. I'm... Tuck? Tuck. Yes. <laughs> My God. There are so many of you. Yeah. Um, uh, just, just thank you all so, so fucking much. We're um, very grateful. We, we really, really appreciate it. Um, I, I hate, I hate the fucking cliche. But uh, the the whole it takes a village thing is not untrue, um, and so so just having support and stuff from from our friends and family has has just been fucking huge. Mm-hmm. So I uh, really appreciate that, and um, I'm I'm I will I want to close out the episode um, on a on a pretty sappy note. Um, I would like to read. Uh, to all of you, the first thing that I read to Lewis while I was in the hospital, while he was in the hospital, um, and it was the first time that I got to do skin to skin with him mm-hmm. before someone came in and said they needed to give him a bath. <laughs> um, so it didn't last very long, but uh, but I I would like to read that because uh, it's it's also something that um, it it's a it's a poem that's always stuck with me. And it's just very meaningful to me, and it was meaningful to me while he was in the NICU too. So, um, so I, so this is uh, Ulysses by Alfred Lord Tennyson. It little profits that an idle king, by this still hearth among these barren crags, matched with an aged wife, I meet and dole unequal laws unto a savage race, that hoard and sleep and feed and know not me. I cannot rest from travel. I will drink life to the lees. All times I have enjoyed greatly, have suffered greatly, both with those that loved me and alone on shore, and when through scuddling drifts the rainy Hyades vexed the dim sea. I am become a name, 
For always roaming with a hungry heart, much have I seen and known. Cities of men and manners, climates, councils, governments, myself not least, but honored of them all, and drunk delight of battle with my peers, far on the ringing plains of windy Troy. I am a part of all that I have met, yet all experience is an arch weather through, gleams that untraveled world whose margin fades, forever and ever when I move. How dull it is to pause, to make an end, to rust unburnished, not to shine in use, as though to breathe were life. Life piled on life were all too little, and of one to me little remains, but every hour is saved from that eternal silence, something more, a bringer of new things. And vile it were for some three sons to store and hoard myself, and this gray spirit yearning in desire to follow knowledge like a sinking star beyond the utmost bound of human thought. This is my son, mine own Telemachus, to whom I leave the scepter and the isle, well loved of me, discerning to fulfill this labor by slow prudence to make mild a rugged people, and through soft degrees subdue them to the useful and the good. Most blameless is he, centered in the sphere of common duties, decent not to fail in offices of tenderness, and pay meet adoration to my household gods when I am gone. He works his work, I mine. There lies the port, the vessel puffs her sail. There gloom the dark, broad seas. My mariners, souls that have toiled and wrought and thought with me, that ever with a frolic welcome took the thunder and the sunshine and opposed free hearts, free foreheads. You and I are old. Old age hath yet his honor and his toil. Death closes all. But something ere the end, some work of noble note may yet be done, not unbecoming men that strove with gods. The lights begin to twinkle from the rocks, the long day wanes, the slow moon climbs, the deep moans round with many voices. Come, my friends, tis not too late to seek a newer world. Push off, and sitting well in order smite the sounding furrows, for my purpose holds to sail beyond the sunset and the baths of all the western stars until I die. It may be that the gulfs will wash us down. It may be we shall touch the happy isles and see the great Achilles whom we knew. Though much is taken, much abides, and though we are not now that strength which in old days moved heaven and earth, that which we are, we are. One equal temper of heroic hearts, made weak by time and fate, but strong in will, to strive, to seek, to find, and not to yield.